All right, Matt Hicks, man, uh, back again, making you a repeat offender, bro. I love having guys back, and I can't even remember the last time we did this, but we've done it it's, before. We're doing it again. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. It's been almost a year. Has it? I think so. Shit, dude. Okay. Well, even better. Um, <laughs> man, a lot's happened. We got a lot to unpack since uh, the last time we talked. I know we focused more on uh, kind of your expertise and the claims and different things with guys, but uh, you're doing a bunch of other cool shit, dude. So um, catch me up, man. I know you. Um, the one thing that I really want to talk about is you just recently went to Lake Charles. And I think it's really important because uh, st- uh, this Delta storm, Delta, whatever the hurricane Delta is out there again. So tell me about Lake Charles and how you made it down there and uh, the hurricane and all this stuff, man. It's crazy. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. So a little backtrack to it. We, um, my wife and I went to uh, Alaska earlier this year yeah. and it was through um, Operation Heal Our Patriots. Okay. And that's, it's a, uh, it's programmed through Samaritan's Purse, which is one of Billy Graham's ministries. So it's just for uh, veterans and their spouses. You go up there for a week, no kids, and you um, it, you do all these excursions. You know, it, it's phenomenal. I recommend it to anybody. It's, um, you know, even the non-religious guys, okay. it, it's 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 phenomenal. Anybody can sign up for it. it you know, being religious, being Christian in the, in the thing, it's for anybody. So what did you guys do? Like in Alaska, did you go fish and like hike and like the whole deal or what? I mean, yeah. obviously, like, so my wife, I, I, I saw that you mentioned that I didn't, but I think you were busy at the actual Lake Charles thing. So like not many people really understood maybe exactly what you were talking about, but, um, yeah, man, dude, my wife and I want to go do all the shit in Alaska. It seems so crazy, dude. It was phenomenal. We, we went to a, the little village was called Port Allsworth. And so you fly in there on the little prop plane and then, then you go out on these excursions on your, and you land on water everywhere you go. It's just water planes and, uh, everything is just phenomenal up there. We, um, we did fly fishing, we did pike fishing, we hiked, we went and saw the bears. Um, I mean, you name it, we did it. It was, it was great. We learned how to tie flies. Um, did you get to bring any fish home? No. So the the salmon were, were spawning. Um, so they're not really any good to eat right th- at, during that time. Anyway, the, gar- the bears might eat them, but people, I, yeah, that's probably and, weird. Yeah. That's just it. And one thing I didn't know about bears and you know, this may be common knowledge, but I didn't know whenever you see a bear eating a fish, especially the salmon, they're only trying to eat the female ones. So oh. they'll let the male ones go. Cause they're just eating the brains and the eggs. That's probably the fattiest part, right? They're trying to fatten up and stuff. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't yeah. know that was common knowledge, but, or I didn't know that that was a thing. But when you see the car, you if you follow any of that stuff, you'll see like the salmon carcasses, and you're like, damn, they just wasted it. Yeah, but they yeah. want that fattiest part, right? Because exactly, mean, speaking, I think salmon's pretty lean. I mean, that's why it's just a super clean uh, food source. But yeah, wow, that's pretty wild that that bears are smart enough to sort of pick through them or whatever. Yeah, and we do. I mean, and there's so many up there. Um, when they're spawning, I mean, there's millions upon millions. So, yeah. but yeah, we got to do that. Like I said, we, uh, we got to fly in the float planes. Um, we got to pilot them. So that was pretty cool. That's awesome, man. What a, what a great trip. Um, and just a week with your spouse, like away from your kids, man, is like, that's a sort of a huge, uh, I don't want to say met, like just life thing, like life. It, uh, absolutely, man. It was great. Cause we fresh, you know? Yeah, it, it, and that's exactly what how they put it too. You're kind of refreshing with your spouse. It's, you know, me and my like for me and Amber, we uh we didn't have a honeymoon. 
you know, we had, you know, kids right away, you know, in the Marine Corps, you know, you can't really yeah, go on great vacations. Yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, Lori and I, my wife and I, we had one night together, like in a hotel. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You just don't have, you know, we didn't have kids yet, but you just don't have a chance a lot of times. Yeah. Dude, being in, in the Marine Corps and just at large in the service, it's fast living, man. Shit fucking happens quick. And, you know, um, yep. You lose out on some stuff. Uh, it's a sacrifice we're all willing to make, but it's nice to see couples make up for it later on, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah and we definitely did. Bro, I love my kids to death, man. Uh, I love spending time with them, but I also love spending some time, quality time with just my wife. Absolutely. It's super important. Um, and if you have an opportunity, I, I recommend everybody to take, especially on like some cool thing, like maybe you never thought you'd get to do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's how it was for us. I mean, we, uh, we, we've never left our kids before, you know, we're always thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. So for us to do this, this was big, especially for Amber, you know, I didn't, I didn't mind leaving the kids, you know, they were in good hands. I didn't care. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's different for dads, bro. For moms, it's hard, I think, or harder. Um, dads are often the first ones to leave or we go back to work first. So we get yep. a little more comfortable with it. Um, we've never left our kids like for, uh, we did one honeymoon kind of, or not a honeymoon, but like an anniversary thing for a couple days, a week would be a lot, um, at our, you know, but we'd be comfortable doing it, but yeah, man, it's hard. It's, and it's, uh, but hopefully, um, I know it probably was hard for Amber, but hopefully she was able to sort of get comfortable and enjoy the time. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. And she did. And you know, some good friends of ours, they're the ones that watch the kids for us. Good, um, you know, so she, that, that eased her fear. You know, and then we were just able to relax and just kind of be, you know, a couple again and just had a, had a really good time, really good time. Just kind of reconnecting. Like you said, it it was great. That's so cool. And so how did that lead to this Lake Charles thing? Yeah. So what happens is, um, one of the big things is they, the follow-up. So it's not like a one and you're done. Thanks for doing this. We'll never hear from you again. They have follow-on things that you can do. And one of them is disaster relief. So, and they call it team Patriot. So when you get back, you can volunteer to do some of that stuff. So I volunteered to be part of the team and um, went down to Lake Charles through that way. So they have a regular Samaritans personnel down there, but they also have a group of, it's about eight of eight veterans that are our own little quote unquote team. And we, uh, we go out and, and do the disaster relief. So, so. Something, I don't know what it is about. So disaster relief and emergency management, that's my thing, right? I've been studying mm-hmm. it forever. So, um, but I've never been to like any real disasters. Um, so when I saw that you actually went out there and were helping, like, what is it about disaster relief that's like attractive for vets though? So and I, there. there's sort of an overlapping thing there that um, people miss. I don't know. Yeah. So, and you know, I thought, I thought a lot about that. And I think the one thing for me is, you know, when we're in the Marine Corps, we're in the military, you know, we're always giving, 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 you know, it's, it's a selfless act to be in the service. Yeah. So when we get out, what do we do? We, we're not used to not having anything, not used to giving. Yeah. So I think for me, especially when I went down there, I was able to do something, physically do something, not just donate money or mm. anything like that. I was physically working for these people. And in turn, that kind of helped me, you know, to have that same feeling like when we were in, you know, cause I'm giving back and expecting nothing in return. So it's just as much for them as the, the homeowners as it was for, for me. Sort of, like, sort of mission accomplished kind of thing, right? Like exactly. Mission to do, 
Yeah, man. I mean, I've heard of other organizations. I think what you did great. I'm not going to name drop organizations and all this shit, but um, it seems to be like an attractive thing for veterans to do. Like, cause you're right. Like um, it's just such, you're just so used to doing shit for uh, other people or having these other ac- things you have to accomplish. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's hard when that's taken away. Um, and we all have jobs to do. We all have like um, things that we have to answer to, but it's not, it's not really higher than ourselves, Right. Unless, exactly. Unless you're doing kind of what you're doing. But when you have a job that's higher to yourself or a mission that's higher than yourself and you can actually make an impact in someone's life, man, I just think it's incredibly important. So kind of tell me what was Lake Charles like, man? Like how, I mean, obviously it was, I don't know what it was, what it compares to other storms, but it looked pretty nasty. It looked like they got beat up pretty good. They did. They got pretty up pretty good. Um, a lot of down, down trees, um, a lot of totally destroyed homes. Um, yeah. Um, we did, like I said, that, that was the majority of what we did. We did what they call mud outs. So we went into these homes and tore out all the drywall, all the mold. Um, that, and you that, just That shit happens quick, huh? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, when I got down there, the storm would, had already passed two weeks ago. So, and I mean, there's I, just... Wow, I didn't realize it took you that long. I feel, like, I feel like you went faster, but two weeks is still actually pretty quick. Yeah. I feel like you were just in my head. I feel like you were there quicker, but... Well, I, I guess it would have been about a week and a half. So we had one team that went the day after it got there or day after it got out. Yeah. But then I went down on like, just a like in, that, in that environment, though, mold and all that nasty shit that comes after that sets in so fast, man. Oh, it does. Yeah. And I mean, so and, and it is really cool because on September, I was down there for during on September 11th. Yeah. And wow. so the house that we got assigned to and we just randomly get assigned, um, was an army chaplain. Wow. And he was down there and he was set to deploy in two weeks Unreal. going out to Iraq with his unit. Wow. So it was really good to get to be on September 11th, getting to be to assisting a, an active duty soldier, you know, that's getting ready to push out, you yeah. know? So that was, that was, that was really awesome. You yeah. know? Wow. Just, it's crazy, man. It's just like, um, these are like, I don't want to say they're once in a lifetime, but they're just they're they're once in a lifetime impact on yourself, right? You're oh, absolutely. Able, you're going to be able to help people, I'm sure, in any kind of way for the rest of your life. But um, yeah, man, just what a story, you know? Like how crazy it is that you did this thing, like for you and your wife, to like kind of get a, a little retreat, and then it led to this other major impact in someone else's life, man. And and the, do you know do you know like what the storm surge was like in this one? No, I don't. I don't know much about the actual storm itself. It, it must have been. I mean, if you're in there trying to clean out homes and, and doing mud outs on homes, it must have been pretty good. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, there. And I mean, I think a lot of people saw the uh, the one skyscraper there in Lake Charles. I mean, the glass was completely blown out of it. Wow. Um, so it's it's a pretty good one. It was a doozy. Yeah, so. I mean, it's like, but I mean, it's weird because they they sort of have a in that area, like in the Gulf States, they sort of have like a normalcy bias. Like they're used to having these hurricanes come in every year. Um, they're used to them making landfall. They're sort of used to it affecting their life in some way. But, uh, every now and again, man, they get one where it really does some damage. And I was watching a little coverage earlier and they got this, uh, hurricane Delta or whatever's coming back towards the Gulf States and towards that area again. And, uh, and man, they're, they're not even close to cleaning up after that first one. Um, no, why? no. So they were, they were saying it, it's going to take years to clean up after that first one. So now the second one's going to be coming in a lot of that stuff that they've already done to help these homeowners. I mean, it, it could be just destroyed again. Have yeah, to start, yeah. start over. 
crazy, man. Yeah. So, I mean, I was in uh, New Orleans last year, and like they're still doing Katrina shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, when you get, and a lot of people forget, like Katrina hit, and then Rita came in right after. So, I mean, they that was a dual storm too. Obviously, Katrina was unprecedented, but Rita came in close right behind it. So, I mean, it was a dual storm kind of thing going on back then as it is now. And man, these hurricanes, dude, I'm not like a climate change guy. I know like these things exist. I know these are issues that we're going to be faced with. I mean, hurricanes have been happening forever, but yeah, they definitely seem to be more intense and, and really um, impacting people's lives. Like, and that area is like, people would be like, well, why don't you move? Like, man, like people have a livelihood and it's based on sometimes the geographic area that they're in. Like, and that's just it. I mean, th- these people have been living there, you know, for generations. That's their home. That's what yeah, they know. Yeah, exactly. It's not like, I mean, people don't understand that. Some people outside of it don't understand that. It's like, that'd be like asking someone in Buffalo, like, well, if you hate snow, why don't you leave? Well, exactly. my, whole, my whole family's here. My whole life's here. Like, yeah, I, I hate snow. I'm one of them. I'm one of those Buffalo guys. That, <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. but it's like, this is what I know. This is where I work. This is where I live. Like, yeah, man. I mean, obviously like being chased, you, a person can only tolerate so much. Like how many catastrophic hurricanes can you go through? But yeah, man, it's just, uh, it's wild, dude. And I just thought it was the coolest thing that you, um, so few people sort of put their money where their mouth is. Right. Like, and actually go and, and do something like you're right. Like I'm, I'm not, I, I love to try to donate when I can and help people where I can, but to actually go there, um, and sort of put the rubber where the, where it meets the road is, is a huge, huge thing in my opinion. Cause that, those aren't, uh, what, what were your like conditions? Like, what were you, where were you staying? What were you doing? Like, what was that like? So we, uh, we were staying in a, a church, one of the big churches out there. Um, the, the church was affected too. They didn't have power. They didn't really have air conditioning, no running water. So, but it's a big building. So that's where all the volunteers were staying. So yeah. we were just, I was sleeping on a cot, just like we were back in the core. Um, yeah, dude, so it's not like you got put up in some five-star hotel to go like walk down the road and go help. Oh, no, I mean, no, man. Yeah. yeah you're, you're right there in the midst of it. Um, you know, everything in that town was destroyed. So we were fortunate enough to be in this big ho- or the big, uh, church. Um, and through Samaritan's purse, you know, cause they have, they, that's what they do. Disaster relief. They had all the equipment. They were pushing air in. They had generators. Um, the national guard came out and had a, a water tank. Yeah. So, so I mean, it, I mean, it was, it was, I wouldn't say it was roughing it by any stretch of the means, but you know, we weren't in the best of conditions. Yeah. But I mean, you're, you're putting yourself in a shit spot to help people. It's not like you're, you know, it's not like you're um, in a, in like an outlying town in where it wasn't affected. Correct. You know what I mean? You're right in the, in the heart of it. Yeah. So I know yeah. like Samaritan's purse, I know they did some COVID stuff too. I mean, they were building hospitals like in New York city. I think they did one in like central park. I mean, so regardless of your religious affiliations, like that's just part the religious aspect of it is just part of it. But these guys do major, major operations to help people, man. I mean, this is like a real thing. Oh, absolutely. They, I mean, yeah, like you said, I mean, if, if take the Christianity element out of it, I mean, that's, that's their basis. That's, that's the reason why they do it is for, that's the foundation of their faith, our faith. But yeah, I mean, they, they go all over the world. All over the world. Yeah, this, isn't Uganda. Like, this isn't a little baby thing. Like this is a big deal. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a huge thing. And I mean, they do Operation Christmas Child. Um, so where they send these shoe boxes full of gifts to third world countries to kids that don't have a Christmas. Yeah. Um, you know, and then like I said, they have a multitude of different things. And it's all over the world. You know, providing medical aid, 
um, security. I mean, you name it. Yeah. So when I was so, when I was doing my studies and all these different things, like I would often learn about faith-based organizations that are interested in this. And it's obvious it's just incumbent upon them and their faith to try to help people. But they are the they are actually some of the best organizations at actually getting into these places and helping. It's incredible work. Um, and you know, obviously they believe it's it's God's work or or you know, however they feel, but it's never in my experience and what I've learned about is it's not like a prerequisite to have to be like a uh, that faith or, or into, you know, some ministry, you know what I mean? Like they just want to help people and, and it's, you know, it's, it's crazy, man. Because- and that is, and I mean, that, that's a big thing, uh, you know, that I'm learning with, you know, doing the stuff with Samaritan's purses, you know, especially with operation heal our Patriots, you don't have to be, you know, Christian to go up there, you know, and ultimately they want to lead people to know Christ. And that that's great. That's what we're, that's what we're there to do, but they're never going to say, no, you can't do you can't volunteer. You can't go to Operation yep. Heal Our Patriots. It's it's all about getting you in and, and helping, helping. And you know what? If we can show Christ along the way, that's what we're there to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think a lot of people um, find um, a lot of personal healing in faith. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say that's it for everyone, but I mean, faith matters to a lot of people, man. I mean, it's a it's a big big deal for a lot a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, you know and it, that's, I think, a lot to do with this. Um, you know, with OHOP and Samaritan's Purse, you know, it, it is a healing element. I mean, when we go up to Alaska and everything, that's it's healing and getting to do everything with your spouse. It's the same kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it's I. You know, I'm I'm I've never personally felt a connection uh, in that regard. Um, but a lot of people have, and I've seen what it does for people and it's important, you know, and I just, I always recommend people find their healing kind of wherever it might be. Um, and a lot of people find it in faith and that's a great thing. I just, I just am always happy for people when they just feel better. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. You know, and you know, if, if faith is what helps you and keeps you going, you know, that that's great. That's, you know, for me as a Christian, that's, I'd like to see everybody, but you know, and I mean, you have talked about different kinds of religions, whatnot. If, if, if that's not your thing, if you're not ready, then you know what? It's okay. You got, you have your own thing to find yeah. that brings you happiness and brings you joy. Right. You know? Yeah. It's something about helping people though, man. That's, that's kind of, I mean, you don't have to be a, uh, necessarily, it doesn't have to be faith-based, you know? It's, no, no, a, absolutely not. There's a sense of when you're, when you're, um, when you are in a position to help someone, um, and it feels like the right thing to do, then you should do it. You know, that's, absolutely. That, that's where I'm at with it. And, and I think that's just humanity, yeah. humanity in general, you know, I just, mean, just trying to be a better human, you know, what yep. I mean? trying to be, you know, for whatever reason, um, just trying to be a better human. And, and obviously like in a Western culture, it's going to be based on Christian belief. You, mm-hmm. you know, that's just where we're at. Um, yeah, man. And, uh, just reaching out and helping people, dude, I think is just a, an incredible thing. Um, it's just, uh, like I said, dude, it's just inspiring when someone actually goes, and does it, you know? Yeah. Because it's, it's no small thing to, to like leave your family for a week or two weeks or whatever and put yourself in like literally what is, what amounts to probably the shittiest situation in our country currently and be like, yeah, I'm just here. I just want to help, you know? And, and it is, man. It, but I'm, it's like, I was, I tell every person that uh, we were helping their house, every homeowner, I was there helping them just as much as it was helping me. Yeah. I don't, you know? that's a thing that people don't realize. Like, there's something, you know, we used to say like in the Marines, like embrace the suck. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, something about the suck 
um, makes us feel better. I don't know why we're wired that way. I don't, it's something, I don't know what it is. Um, but when you share a hardship with someone and you help them see their way through it, there's, uh, there's something there. I don't, I don't it's, oh. it's difficult to explain. Um, I miss it sometimes. I don't wish bad shit on people, but, um, I was almost envious. Like, man, he's actually there. He's actually helping. Like, it's a thing. It's an actual yeah. thing. It's hard. It's very difficult to explain. I don't know, um, what it is, but it's just like, you just know you're built for hardship and you can help people see their way through it in a way. I don't, I don't know. You know, that, I think that's a good way of putting it. I really do. And you know what? And, and when you're there, I mean, some people, the homeowners that are affected, they take it really hard. You know, obviously they've lost everything, but you know what? Some of those people, I mean, we had one guy, he was a Cajun. I mean, just spoke it, lived it. I mean, he was a good old boy. And you know what? He was making us gumbo out of stuff that he still had in his house from his little generator. He was making us gumbo because he, 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 that was his joy, you know, to give back for us doing, helping him. So, I mean, even the people that are affected the worst, they still want to have that same kind of joy to help us who are helping them. Yeah. It's a rare thing to experience that. Like, um, dude, some of the worst case scenarios bring out the best in people. And I, know there, I know there's a Cajun belief, you know, of uh, just sort of community and always be like the Cajun community is incredible, even during extreme hardships. Um, and like, if you help me, I'm going to help you. And there's like, it's like a code. It's like a, yeah. like a real code. And that's not, um, it's not something that's as, as, as prevalent in our society anymore. Uh, it doesn't, no. it doesn't exist in many circles. It just doesn't. I mean, it, let's be honest. Like, um, there's a, the, that was what our, our culture was sort of built on in the past. And some of that is eroded. I, I don't care what anybody says. Um, so to experience that man, would just, I mean, wow. Paul, it was great, up, dude. Yeah. I mean, I was yeah. like, I was, and I'm, I didn't, you know, the, before I was like texting you like, bro, like, I don't know what the hell you're doing down there, but be careful. <laughs> you know I mean, like, and then there's other storm was like coming. There was another one sort of creeping in. I don't yep. think it really materialized. I don't know what it actually did, but it's just one after the other, after the other man. And now there, there, there's another one looming dude. And man. Yeah. Over that same spot. I mean, but you know what? I mean, those people that are affected, I can only imagine the, the heartache they're going through, but those are some resilient people down there. Yeah, it's, it's inspiring, dude. It really is. Like when you, like if you, you know, it's like, man, when you hear about these things or you hear about these people time after time, after time, they just keep standing back up, you know, they just yep. keep getting up and they keep rebuilding and they keep living on and they keep going. And you're, and like, I know, you know, I open my Facebook feed and I get bent out of shape sometimes. I'm like, this, is f you know, what the fuck? Like, yeah, you know, I'm all butthurt over a post. And these people <laughs> are like, you know what I mean? These people are like surviving, you know? Yeah. Man, it just makes all the trivial shit in your life. Um, just get rid of it. It's all toxic. It does. It, it puts it into perspective. Yeah, dude. It, it does, it's you know? Toxic. It's just absolutely toxic. Like, there are people going through real shit right now, you know? And you know, we're, we're like over here arguing over fucking whether you should have a mask on or not. It's exactly. Just stupid. Let yeah. me ask you that though. How was it? How was that environment with the whole overlay COVID into all that? And how did that go? Yeah. So, um, so for me, uh, through Samaritan's purse, we were required to get a COVID test, um, 72 hours prior to arrival. Okay. Um, but that was just an organizational thing, but the people there, they all said COVID went out with the hurricane. There was, uh, Nobody was wearing masks. There were no, I mean, no, you didn't hear of anybody getting sick or anything like that. Now it could just, and one thing I think, and this may be going down a rabbit hole, but 
the media wasn't on. You didn't have TVs going. You didn't have any of this. So I I think that element of, you know, people seeing like, oh, there's more now and things like that, or all this, that, or another, that wasn't there. So we didn't wear a mask enough. The homeowners wanted us to wear a mask around them. Absolutely. We would, you know, whenever we're talking to them, but I mean, you could go to, you know, the gas station that was open and, you know, you didn't have to wear a mask if you didn't want. Yeah. I mean, dude, I, there, that's a, that's sort of a, another conversation, how the media can affect all this stuff and like how, what people actually believe. And, you know, I don't know, man. I mean, I think that whole thing has been, I'm just curious because like disaster relief inevitably requires people to come from an unaffected place to the affected place. Uh-huh. And that means you could possibly carry shit with you. That complicates absolutely everything. So yeah, I was just curious kind of how it was, but at the same time, it's, it's like an acceptable risk, right? Like, it is. It has and, to, be. it just has yeah. to be. And, and, and so with them, with Samaritan's purse, they had a thing. If one person tested positive for COVID while they were there, they had to shut the operation completely down. Wow. Um, but I mean, they, they've been there. They're still there. Yeah. Um, and they're going to continue to be there. So it's I'm sort mean, of inspiring that they even bothered to test people with COVID. Like, wait, yeah. we got we to gotta do this. Um, I trust that your COVID cuts came back negative then, right? Like, yeah. So I've had, you know, like four of them now and each one of them come back negative. Oh, have you? How come you've been tested so much? So we had to get one. So Alaska required us to get one okay. when we went up there. So that's done through this. Yeah. So the state made us do that. Then uh, I had to do one for, for Lake Charles, okay. go down there. And then for my surgeries, um, so I had to get, so there's four total. Okay. So tell me, tell me, you just said, you just actually came off surgery. So walk me through that. What's up with that? Like I'm a man who's had a kidney stone. Kidney stones suck, but I've never passed them. I think you have. And then, but you actually had to get these ones like removed, right? Like, yeah. So I, I get kidney stones all the time, um, all the time and I'm service connected for them. I don't fucking wish that shit on anyone, by the way. I don't either. Nope. Not on my worst enemy. Nope. Fucking terrible. It's uh, so I pass them so often. Like, you know, like when you get them, like you pee blood, I don't even pee blood anymore. It's so scarred in there. I mean, it's so I've had about 15 surgeries um, where they go in ultrasonic. I didn't know you've had that many. Well, of one of two different kinds. So the ultrasonic, which they just blast them from the outside. It's not invasive. Yeah. The uroscopy where they go up through the hole. Um, Ooh, okay. Yeah, dude, I, I would never get that again. That was, that was the most horrific pain I've ever felt in my life. Okay. Um, and then you can do the one that I just had, which was called the PCNL. Um, so they go in through my back and in through my kidney and extract them that way. Cause they were too big to. Yeah. These uh, are massive ass stones. These aren't little baby. No, no. So I've had, I had two in there. One was a 15 millimeter and one was a 13 millimeter. And those are too big to be broken up and you yeah. to just pass naturally. So they had to go in there and when my mom knock. hears this, she's going to shit her pants. Cause she knows she's had maybe, I think she, she's, I think stopped counting like five years ago, but she was in the sixties, maybe seventies. Oh. Like she, she has a sponge kidney and she knows this all too well. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's horrible. I had kidney stones once when I was in service. Um, it was probably diet related. I'm not really sure. Um, uh, I was scared though, because my mom has what's called a sponge kidney. So she's been doing dealing. This is a reality for her, just like you. Um, yeah. 
and I was able to diagnose myself. Her mother doctor was pissed. He's like, whoa, <laughs> what do you mean? I'm like, look, dude, like I have, ki- I'm having kidney stones, like figure it out. Right. I had yeah. stones in my kidney. I was able to get through them. I didn't, they broke up. I didn't have to pass them. I, like I said, I think it was dietary, but dude, uh, you said 15 millimeters. I mean, that's like a fucking pebble. That's a, it's size of marble. Yeah. It's, that's it's a, a marble. That's a gigantic thing. And your kidney like, isn't big. Like, like I know when you look at like a book, it makes a kidney look large. They're not huge. They're not big at all. No. So like they have a marble in there is intense. Yeah. And you know, so for this surgery, um, this is the first time I ever having this. I had to go and see an interventional radiologist and they had to like do like a CT scan as they were putting the needle in to make sure they got into the kidney and not into other organs and all this other stuff. Um, and it was only supposed to be an overnight thing, but I ended up having to stay f- four days. Yeah. So, so. How, tell me, how, how are you, sir? Why is it like a service connection? Like what causes this kind of shit? Like, well, and, and again, so mine, I mean, it, it's for me, it's probably either dietary or hereditary. Okay. However, I never had any before I came into the Marine Corps. Yeah. And I started getting them when I was in. Uh, so, it, you know, they, it was, it's a chronic condition started in service and I continue to have it. So you get service connected for it. Wow. And it goes off of, you know, how many, how often you have to have surgery. So, I mean, I should say I should have researched this more because my mom's been affected by it. Sorry, mom. I'll, I'll do better. I'll research <laughs> but it, it, is it a stress? It could be a stress thing. I'm sure it could be a lot of things. Right. And obviously like your dietary stuff, um, people, people wouldn't realize like your level of depression, your level of stress, your level of anxiety, like all these different things, all these external factors are a direct connection, like to your dietary habits, right? Absolutely. A hundred percent. I mean, you know, you'd, you'd be surprised what stress does to your body. And I've seen numerous urologists. And that was one thing that, that they say is it definitely could be caused by stress. Yeah. Another thing is uh, too much animal protein okay. or um, vitamin C, you know, too many peanuts or, ligaments and all that stuff. I mean, the dietary things. Yeah. So for me, I had a urologist once say, you know, if you really want to get rid of them, you have about a 5% chance of never getting them. If you become a vegan, I was like, well, that ain't happening, doc. I'll, I'll Dude, that. Lineman, lineman for life, bro. Ex- exactly. Lineman for life. Exactly. Get linemen off. win football games, right? Get off the, I mean, dude, I, yeah. I know I, a lot of people say like the vegan thing is the answer. That's fine. I, there's a lot of people that can, can that can do that diet. Um, I'm researching it currently, and I have been for a while, and I want to commit to a more plant-based diet. But fuck if you ever think I'm not going to have a steak sometimes. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, dude. Well, I went complete opposite. So <laughs> after I got out, I put I was, I was almost I was two eighty five, two ninety, dude. I went keto. I went total opposite. I went all 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 meat. <laughs> yeah. So. What's how's that been for you? I know you you bailed a bunch of weight, right? What? Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I've dropped about 45 pounds um, since the start of the quarantine. And, um, oh, dude, I just got fatter during quarantine. Like, I need to, ew. I know we've talked a little bit about the lazy keto and some of this other stuff. Like, quarantine, dude, I, I, so we like have, we're like a resilient family, but I can tell you right now when the gym stopped, my motivation to go to the gym completely stopped too. Oh, yeah. And I totally let it own me and, and I'm angry about it because I was killing it. I was in the gym. I wasn't like losing weight, but I was, I was strong. I was feeling good. Like, you know, weight is a relative thing for me. If you feel good, um, what is, you know, it's, it's not a, it's a non-factor, but if you feel feel gross, like kind of where I'm at now, like go back to the gym. So yeah, I let it beat me. Um, I need to win, but yeah, (laughs) 
Yeah, but I mean, for me though, going back, I mean, the reducing my carbs and things, it sucked at first, but now, I mean, it, it's, it's just kind of been a lifestyle change. It's a thing and I'm sure used to. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm sure it contributed to these stones that I had, but I, it, it it is what it is. You know, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, you're probably going to, if you're getting them anyways, I mean, it's a thing you're just going to probably have to deal with, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, are you on like, a, do you have like a meal plan or do you just watch carbs? Is that what it is? Like, what do you do? Yeah. So I keep my carbs under 27 grams a day and I just have a little app on my phone that you can plug in anything in the world yeah. and um, it tells you what the carbs are. If, you know, and it grades the food and that's how I just monitor it. And now I'm at kind of at the point where I can kind of, I know what it is if I can have it or if I just, you know, have to have a smaller portion of. Describe for me what a basic Matt Hicks meal looks like. Like what would your dinner look like if you're doing lazy keto? Yeah. So, um, you know, I'll eat some chicken, you know, as much. And so here's the thing. I don't mind. I don't monitor my calories or anything like that. Strictly carbs. Okay. That's it. So I'll have, you know, some grilled or baked chicken or steak. Um, and then I'll get some uh, cauliflower rice, some flavored cauliflower rice. And um, it, that's usually about it. It's usually a meat in the, in a vegetable. So like cauliflower or greens, um, green beans. And, that, and that, that's really it because as, as I'm eating more protein, I'm, I'm getting fuller. I'm not snacking after, after dinner, you yeah. know, which was huge for me. So now like once the dinner's done, that's all I eat all the rest of the night. I'm a so. ma- That's my problem is I'm a massive snacker mm-hmm. and that's, I, I directly attribute to that. Some of that to like depression based stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And even if you're not depressed anymore, you still develop that fucking habit. Yes. That's the thing that it's like, you, you don't have to be in a period of actual depression to, to maintain that habit, right? Like I fuck, yeah. dude, I will crush some potato chips. I don't Ugh. know. I don't know why it makes me feel better about myself, <laughs> but it does. Right. And it's, yeah. a, it's a bad thing. And it's, it's a dude. It's so hard. It's like smokers. It's just like smoking, like, or any kind of nicotine addiction or any of that stuff. Like, um, there, there may be triggers that put you in that path, but, um, it's hard to get off, man. You know, it is, it's it, like you said, it's a, it's a real lifestyle change. And as we get older, it becomes more and more important. It does. And, you know, and I, I think for me, like I found things, different things to kind of substitute the, the, like, you know, the, the potato chips um, that I was having, you know, I, I don't, I, I mean, I'll, so I went 70 days with strict. I didn't have a, a cheat day, a cheat meal or anything. Now I, I once a week, I'll have a, like a cheat dinner with yeah. some, you know, dessert, whatever it is. But in during the week, I find different things to replace. Like if I if I find something I'm craving, like a sweet or a candy bar, you know, they make these things. They're called fat bombs, you know, and it it's like a Reese cup, um, but made with like monk fruit and things like that. Yeah. That it has like one carb, so you know it fulfills that that sweet tooth, um, but you're not overdoing it either, you right. know. And then like, you know, sweet tea, love sweet tea. You know, we just replaced the actual sugar with monk fruit and it, it tastes pretty good. I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah. So, no, there's definitely some sacrifices you have to make and some adaptations, but let's be real, man. Like as you get older, like there's, these are just adjustments you have to make, man. Exactly. Exactly. Because your body just can't handle all the crazy shit you used to do. 
Yep, yep. That's a fucking reality, bro. Dude, it sucks. Yeah, it, it sucks. Does, but it's, it's a thing you, if you want to be healthy, you know, um, you got to do it. And like, man, it's like a lot of people say like, oh man, I, like I have three kids. So you have three reasons, immediately three reasons why you need to be better and why you need to be healthier. And I totally agree with that. It doesn't make it any easier. I'm just saying. It's, no, it's legit. absolutely not. It really doesn't. Um, it makes you want to do it more, but it, it's, it, it doesn't make it any easier. It's still very hard to make these real changes in your life. Like, um, when you go to like boot camp, you don't have a fucking choice. You just enter into a place where it's gone. Yeah. And it's, you're controlled. Everything's controlled for you. Right. Yeah. And go fuck yourself. If you think you're going to get it right. So like, <laughs> yep. This is what it is. Um, but when you're like out in the real world, uh, and living our lives, like, dude, I can go get a fucking bag of potato chips if I want. Yeah. The motherfuckers yeah, it, are on sale all the time. Yeah, yep. and it's convenient. It's right. convenient. It's yeah. right there. We, we have three kids. Convenience is is life. You know, these are tough tough things, man, to deal with. Uh, but we gotta. You know, I mean, yeah, you, man. And you you look great. I mean, I started yeah. doing it, dude. I remember I started trying to. Um, I was doing some intermittent fasting stuff. That's something I dabble with. I think that's a a, a good alternative too. Um, but I remember I got sick, dude, and. I got real sick. I'm not sure what it was. I'm not going to call it COVID. I have fucking no idea. I don't know if it was because I tried to go too hard into it right away. What it was. I have no idea, but yeah, dude, I got, I just was, I had zero energy all of a sudden. And I was like, I had some gastro stuff and I'm like, Ugh. yeah, but I was also yeah. in the gym. So I don't know, man. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, I, you hear people getting sick doing keto, but I mean, when I first started it, me and my wife did, um, did a, a two day egg fast where we just did, ate nothing but eggs, wow. eggs and cheese. And, uh, you know, that kind of kicked our bodies into the ketosis, yeah. which is where you want to be. Um, I have chickens. I'm going to do that. Yeah. That's <laughs> what we do. We, we have, we have chickens and, uh, you're going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Just do it. And, you know, you're only, you're not supposed to do it all the time, you know, but you know, it was a good way to kickstart my body and got me where I needed to be. And my girls aren't laying right now. I'm a little pissed off. <laughs> Dude, our, ours are slowing down, man. Do you have a light on them? We do, yeah. You got to get them 16 hours of light, but the fuck, these, my girls are not producing, and, yep. you know, I don't want to, I don't want to put the pimp hand down, but I'm about to. They're, they're, ours are about done, so we've had ours for about three years now. I think they're coming to the end of their life cycle. Uh, So they'll, yeah, so I have a couple birds that are close to that-ish, four maybe-ish, Um, and they can go, but they're not going to produce as fast as you want, but, um, I have some younger girls too, and I'm disappointed. Let me just, (laughs) dude, it just drives me nuts, man. I don't fucking know. Like they're so temperamental. These ones. Yeah. Um, Like my, my early, my original bit of, I had like five birds. Uh, my original girls were laying like crazy gangbusters. And then we got older. I expected them to slow down. We got these like fucking Easter eggers, man. They lay like teal eggs they are super cool, but they're temperamental as fuck. And it's pissing me off, but an egg fast, I'm going to do that. I'm so going to do that. Yeah, dude, just do it for two days, do two days. And you know, and it can be a hard boiled egg. It can be a fried egg. It'd be scrambled egg and then just put cheese in with it. You know? So, which let me just say that homegrown, like like homemade like home hens lay like eggs that are tasty as fuck. Oh, I love them. Absolutely love. Them. You don't best eggs you'll ever have. Yeah, you don't have to have cheese in them. It's just a mm-hmm. nice. It's just a nice to have. It is. And like yep. if you go to a restaurant, you'll despise eggs. Like it, it actually can ruin you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I love our chickens. It's amazing. It gives my uh my my oldest daughter um takes care of them. You know, I do some of the more laborious, like building the coop and all that shit. Mm-hmm. 
carrying 50 pound bags of feed and all that shit. I do that. She does the daily stuff, goes gets the eggs. Like, you know, she refers to them as her chickens. And and I'm (laughs) I'm totally cool with that. Yeah. Yeah. Our our girls do the same thing. I'm going to look into that. So, so that egg fast, it kickstarts you into ketosis. Correct. Yeah. Super important. If you can hit ketosis, that's uh, where you want to be. That's where you're going to, you know, your, your body's, you know, using all that energy. So burning all those uh, yeah, man. Well, and my thing is like, I've done crash diets and all this shit, dude. I want, I did a diet where I lost, I lost about 50 pounds, man. But all I drank was like five, uh, premier protein shakes a day. Mm. Um, and it was tough. You know, I got through it. I did it for about 60 days, but I, I'm, I'm confident that I may have damaged myself. Sure. So my body does not, um, respond well to liquid protein anymore. Um, specifically on the exit end. <laughs> right. Yeah, dude. And uh, you know, that was something that I was concerned about with keto, you know, cause you hear all about these things like, you know, you're going to have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, you know, all that. I think that's an individual case. I think some people may yeah. have that. Not everyone has. Yeah. That, though. Exactly. And I went in, uh, I, I got blood drawn just to check it, um, after the 70 days and it was fine. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't showing any, any crazy numbers. So I was, I was pretty fortunate in that aspect. Yeah. So you did, you said you did about 70 days of like hard keto. Yeah. 70 days straight. Um, no cheat meal, no cheat day, just pounded it out. And like, but that's a diet you could maintain even through the holidays, right? If you just avoid the sweets and some of the, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and exactly. And the bread's the big thing. Um, you know, but they make zero carb bread, you know? So if you wanted that, I mean, it's not the greatest thing. It's not wonder bread by any means, but you know, it's, it's not bad. Well, I mean, again, I mean, if you want to be healthier, there's just some sacrifices you have to make, man. Exactly. And, yeah. it, and I would just tell people don't sprint, try, try and make it a marathon, you know, exactly. Yep. Make it that actual life change because the time I've done nothing but sprint and I failed every fucking time. Yep. And, and I, I think, you know, when we were in, I think that was a big thing is, you know, you know, we were both big dudes still are big dudes, but we were big when we were in the Marine Corps too. So, yeah, you know, weigh-ins. Yeah. We'd crash yeah. or you'd just try to cheat the way in just yep. to the next one. Right. Instead of yep. making a real change. Yeah. hundred percent, dude. I mean, because you're, but all, again, there's so many factors. I mean, it's, it just, it just becomes a, a moving target, man. It just makes it so hard. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't miss those fucking days. That's for sure. I don't miss struggling to get to the next way in and all that shit. I mean, right. it's hard, man. And it's a, yeah. shitty, it's a shitty existence, right? Yep. Yeah, man. So, but I was, I was pretty lucky, you know, one last thing on, on the whole diet thing. I, uh, I was actually able to put my chucks on the other day. So I'm out of here, dude. I'm, I'm serious, man. They fit. I was, no, I was pretty shocked. So when I did that crash diet, um, I, the day that I started eating, well, actually like a couple days before I allowed myself to come off it, my sister's father died. He was in the service and I decided that I was going to go to his funeral, his services back home in Buffalo. And, um, I couldn't fit into my blues, but I was able to get into blues. Let me just, say. yeah. And that was a huge thing. Um, my actual uniform, like I just had to go buy the blouse. I had to buy a new blouse. Um, mm-hmm. my actual uniforms, man. Um, I'm way outside of being able to, <laughs> so I'm going to try, I'm going to try this keto shit, dude. And if I can get in them, I'll get in them. Yeah, dude. It was, it was like I said, once I got out, I hung them up, put them in the closet. And, um, had about a year ago, had yeah, about a year ago, I tried putting them on and I couldn't. And then I was kind of shocked. So, but, yeah, I mean, that's a good feeling, bro. It is. I know I see people post those uh, pictures like, hey, look, I'm 50. I can still get in my uniform. And I'm kind of like, man, why the fuck would you do that? But, it's like, <laughs> yeah. but I get it. I, I understand. It's a thing. It's a, it's a meaningful thing. Um, yeah. You know, it's just such an important part of 
who we are, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And like, I want to walk my daughters down the aisle one day, you know, and I, I I could do it in uniform. I think it'd be a little more special. I'll shave my face for that. Exactly. Yeah. You know, (laughs) the girls made a bet. If I lost this weight, I'd have to shave my beard and I haven't shaved my beard since the day I got out of the Marine Corps. So I shaved my beard, you know, a couple weeks ago and that was the first time. Yeah. That was the first time the two of them had ever seen me clean shaven. No shit. Yeah. Hated it. You got a, yeah, you got an actual beard. I'm too much of a bitch. I can't get through the itchy part. <laughs> the itchy part drives me nuts. Like I sit out. So yeah, but my shit kind of comes in trashy, which I'm I'm interested to know. Your shit comes in clean, dude. My chin strap. I still have chin strap marks, bro. Oh yeah, dude, it's there. Yeah, underneath, sure. But I mean, I even had some shit down the sides. Like my, oh yeah, it wore it all away because I was a. I had a thing. I didn't shave my face until after the game. Mm. So like on Friday we would play and then Saturday I would shave my face and then I'd let it go until the next game. It didn't matter yeah. or lose. It didn't matter. It was just my thing. And I think I fucking wore these little chin straps. <laughs> like yeah, I'm probably straight, did, man, bro. I'm straight Joe dirt, dude. My shit comes from the <laughs> trash. Like, so I got the, you know, I can do the goat. I can do yeah. the goat, but you got like a nice clean looking beard, bro. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm kind of proud of it. I got a, one of the, the kids here. He, uh, he just went into the army. And uh, just graduated. He's an army boot camp. I think he's an AIT now. Yeah. We've got a bet going that if uh, for the army Navy game, Uh-oh. if army wins, I have to shave my beard like a WWE wrestler. So like big chops and a goatee or something, you know, just something ridiculous. And that'll be fun. Navy wins. He's got to shave his head again. So, so that'll be, that'll be interesting. I'm just, I just hope they get the game off, you know, and it yeah. COVID doesn't fuck with it. Cause that's been a huge thing for me is having sports back, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I can do without all the political shit regard. I don't care what the message is. I'm not, a. I don't, when it comes to sports, I don't want politics at all. I've said that. No, I, re- I genuinely don't give a fuck what the message is. Get rid of it. Yeah. Uh, Cause I think any message left or right or whatever, social doesn't matter, ruins the game. And yep. I think the ratings are showing that, um, that's another topic, I guess, but sports I just, matters, man. It matters so dude, much. Dude. I just want to zone out, you know, Watch some yeah. dudes bust some heads, you yeah. know, and, and that, that's really it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I'll go back to focusing on all the ridiculous shit after the game. Exactly. Then, you know, Give me I, three hours. Look, dude, I'm a, I'm a sports fan, so I'm not going to not watch sports. I'm just, mm-hmm. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I just can't ignore it. Dude, I yep. fucking can't stand baseball, but I'm watching baseball. Because yeah. Playoffs, dude. Playoffs matter to me. Yeah. But I just don't watch the very beginning. You know, I mean. I just don't, I just, yeah. I, I don't, cause I don't want to be mad about it or I don't want to be upset about it. Like, and I respect everybody's right to, uh, you know, the first amendment and, and the whole deal. I fought for that. Right. We, that's yep. what we serve for. I respect it. I just, I don't care to be a part of it. I don't care to have it. Um, well, forced. there's a time and there's a place for it. And I don't think on the ball field is, is that time or place. You no, know? I, think, I think before or after, I think before, yeah. I feel like these guys have earned the right to have an incredible platform. I really do. Mm-hmm. I want to see him use it and I want to see him actually make change, but kneeling on a football field, isn't going to fucking change a thing. I'm sorry. No. Is not no. You know, um, doing 22 pushups on Facebook for suicide awareness. I'm sorry, man. It doesn't, really, it, you might, you might, uh, trigger some people to maybe make some changes or, uh, show some awareness, but it's not d- actually doing anything. Exactly. You know I, I mean? agree like, with don't, you. Don't fucking do something, man. Um, yep. And these guys actually have uh, the clout and the money and the ability to bring people together. Like uh, you're a disaster relief guy, right? JJ Watt, dude, when, when the fucking oh. used come on, man. Yep. Yep. What did he do? He fucking used his platform to uh, get loads and loads of people together and to raise a ton of money. Exactly. He actually did something. Um, 
he didn't go fucking pout on the field, you know, yep. whatever it is, and beg or whatever. He just used his position to fix something, to actually do something, right? Yeah. Um, Anquan Bolden is actually out in, you know, I don't think he's a player anymore. He actually lost someone to a uh, police shooting, uh, a brother. And he actually is out doing something, making real changes, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, man. Just like like talking about it or kneeling or whatever, uh, it's not, it ain't going to fix anything. No, it's not. And I think it just brings more division. If anything, it reduces your platform to actually make change, you know? Yeah. And that's the part that I can't stand. It's like, dude, like, it's it's a little misguided. That's all. Uh, I agree. I agree with you. I don't know, man. I, I, I vent about that sometimes because it's like sports to me just matters so much, you know? Um, and I, and, but it's a weird thing because I totally think that these guys deserve the platform. They earned it. They absolutely earned it. Sports figures in our culture are, are super important. They always have been. Um, but we're sort of biting the hand that feeds us, right? Like, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I was, well, you know, now that we're kind of talking about a sports real quick, I just want to, you know, I live here in Cleveland and, uh, from Indy. So we got a big, big game this weekend. Colts versus the Browns, you know, both three and one. It, Ooh, going to be a good game. It is. Game. Is that a house divided game? It, it will be. Yeah. The wife, she's, I mean, she, she'll support the Colts, but you know, she's an Ohio girl. So, yeah. you know, uh, so Buffalo plays the Titans. So I'm uh, individual divided, right? Totally. <laughs> Born in Nashville and I was raised in Buffalo. I always, when it comes to pro football, I'm a Bills kid. I just have yeah. to. Do. I survived four Super Bowls. I owe it to them. You know, they owe it to me. Um, I follow the Titans because I was born there, but yeah. it's, a tough, it's a hard game to watch, man. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the Browns are no joke or uh, the Bills are no joke this year. And they're good. I mean, and you're brown, you know, the, the Cleveland, you know, the Browns are good. I mean, I think they're wishy-washy. They're who knows what you're going to get each day. Lately, they've been good. I think uh, a three and one Colts team is good. I haven't I haven't seen much of them, but Frank Reich's my guy, bro. Frank Reich, he I mean he on, he's a Buffalo guy. We love him. We oh absolutely never not love that man. Yeah, and, you know, I think come back in NFL history. We never <laughs> not love that man. You know. Yeah, yeah, and I think a lot of the, you know with him and Indy and then Kevin Stefanski here in Cleveland. I mean, both of them, you know, they're more of a professional as to what Cleveland's had previous. You know, they had yeah, you know. Freddie Kitchens, who's a joke, and you know before that, answer, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, dude, it, that was that was horrible. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm just I just wanted to throw that in there. And oh, dude, you know, I love it, man, I love it, and I don't so. hate. I was just gonna be honest, like I know you're into the, I know Indy's your team, but I don't hate watching the Browns play ball anymore. You know, you know, I don't either. Used to be, oh fuck, really? The, the Browns are on, like man. I dude, just, they got, you know, I, I told I told my wife is like the Browns are like you know your side girlfriend, you know you. You don't want anybody to know you're rooting for them, and but you know you're you're actually watching them when nobody's looking. <laughs> yeah, dude. So you know, you know, you know that's not exactly how it is being Buffalo. <laughs> but if I'm being honest, it's kind of how it is in Buffalo. Yeah, because, yeah. Like, you know, it's like you know who who doesn't give up on a team after losing four consecutive Super Bowls? Like, you oh, gotta right. be, You gotta be a little crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. And yeah, and that's how the that's how the Browns are here, man. Yeah. I mean, the the fans here are just it, it they're all in. All yeah, in. But, I mean, but it speaks to how much these fucking teams matter. Oh, absolutely. Especially, especially in the situation that we're all in now, you know. Yeah. Um, getting sports back was I think an intangible mental health thing for so many people. And then Oh, yeah. Social justice stuff. I understand, man. People are upset, dude, and and they need to speak out. Um but it all it's just such a shitstorm, you know? Like, I don't know, dude. Ugh, 2020, it, man, it's, it's going to be its own history book. 
Oh, absolutely. It absolutely. It's not a chapter. It's a, it's a whole. Oh, no. You're going to take courses on 2020. Just on 2020. Just, just on 2020. I mean, and anything less is unacceptable. Absolutely. Gonna fuck yeah. I mean, holy shit, dude. Wow. So. Yeah, dude. I, I Sports matter, man. I'm so happy they're back. I'm watching a lot of golf. I mean, the playoffs, are, you know, baseball playoffs are going on. We just had the Stanley Cup. I mean, I think the Lakers play tonight. You know, yeah. It's, it, yep. you know, it'd be huge for the Lakers to come back and win a championship with the Kobe stuff. Not a huge fan of LeBron, but it is what it is. I mean, oh, yeah. And I mean, I'm not a huge fan of LeBron either, but just as you said, for Kobe, everybody liked Kobe, you know? I don't think I don't even watch basketball much except in the playoffs. And I did, I never disliked Kobe. Yeah. And he's, he's, you know, life or death, he's had a massive impact on millions and millions. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm just glad sports are back, you know? Yeah. You know, watching the same thing golf, you know, seeing, you know, Dacian Bo just, Wally Molly whopped that ball, you know, dude. I mean, I mean, that, that, I'm not a huge fan of him. He's a little quirky, a little mm-hmm. too quirky for me to like really appreciate what he's doing. But uh, yeah, man, he's a he's uh he's changing aspects of the game for sure. Yeah, I was actually just watching. Um, they were showing some of the other guys out on out on the range working on some stuff, trying to you know pick up what they can pick up. I mean, if he can impact uh, steady pros, uh, he's going to change some stuff. So it's oh yeah, watch. I mean, it's not my favorite. Uh, it's not something I'm super in love with, but yeah, it's interesting to watch for sure. You know what I mean? Because it, it's a new thing, new wave, new wave. The sports being played. Anytime somebody, anytime somebody goes against the grain and does something a little opposite of what everybody else yep. does, there's going to be some issues. Um, honestly, I just don't. I think his personality sucks. That's all. That's just, oh, well, absolutely. Yeah, I'm the same way. Weird. It's just weird, right? Yeah. Like, um, he's just too smart for his own good, almost. I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, it's like. <laughs> He's doing kind of, I think, what like John Daly tried to do without the beer and cigarettes and stuff. Yeah. You know, but like just crush it. Right. John Daly had a little better personality. Yeah, he was you know, just, little, John Daly was fucking way more relatable. Oh, absolutely. Where yeah. Bryce and DeChambeau, like, you can't fucking relate to a physics book. No. You can't. You no. know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, no, dude. Like, okay, I get it. You can hit the ball really far, but you're a nerd. Yeah. Like, to be honest, right? You're, yeah. you're a nerd who found the gym and can hit the ball a long way. <laughs> yeah. It's not necessarily super fun to listen to or watch. I mean, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's doing, uh, I, what I do admire though, is he found his own path and he's fucking walking it. Right. Like, yeah. And there's something to be said about that. It doesn't mean I care to watch it, but yeah, I mean, he's, and he's playing, uh, lights out golf right now. So good for him. You know? I, yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, it, it's good just to see a little bit of change, you know? Oh, for sure. All right, man, let's get a little heavy here. Um, I watched you get a purple heart, dude. I was in a, in a, a formation that where you received a purple heart and we spent some time together where, um, you know, I don't know, you had some stuff you were going through service related stuff and like a lot of some, a lot or some, I don't know how many it was or how carried over that was, but people didn't really believe you. You sent me an article the other day and I read it and um, it was pretty impressive. So break some of that down for me because you, you're dealing with some stuff that um, it, it appears other other people, I would I don't know if it's a lot or, but definitely other people are dealing with the exact same thing and it's completely unexplained. So yeah. Kind of break that down for me a little bit. Yeah. So and I, we kind of touched on it a little bit when I was on here last time, but you know, when I, I got blown up, you know, my vehicle got blown up several times, you know, in the three deployments. And one of the last thing things is for me, the, one of the biggest disabilities is I pass out, you know, and I pass out whenever I typically run or I get my heart rate just gets real high. 
you know, I just, I pass out. Just, you're just out, right? Like, just out. It's like a reset, just like a reset button. Weird. Um, you know, and I didn't get a lot of treatment until I went, I got to Quantico and there I was seeing, you know, Navy docs and I got sent to, um, the army bases had army neurologists, uh, cardiologists looking at it. Nobody could really figure out what, what, what's causing me to do that. Um, a lot of the command thought I was just, you know, faking it. Yeah. Um, you know, that was, that was a big thing that we had one senior, uh, enlisted that just, you know, he, he was, he didn't believe it at all, you know? So I had that going against me, but ultimately that's what got me out of the Marine Corps was the passing out. And they labeled it as an autonomic dysfunction. And it was just kind of, uh, we don't know what it is. So we're just going to label it as this. Yeah. So I've been out and I, I was, I was just scrolling through the news and popped up from task and purpose was an article about Marines. Uh, it's a group of grunts that were having the exact same issues. So in the article, it talks about these grunts that were, had been blown up several times. Um, and then later on down the road, as time went on, they, they were, were having the same issues. They were starting to pass out and they were labeling them as seizures. Yeah. Um, and you know, they, they thought I had seizures. They thought they were, you know, grand mal seizures. Um, but they couldn't ever get a confirmed diagnosis. So reading this article, now I see that there's other guys out there that are having these same issues and they're contributing it. <coughs> and what they're starting to maybe contribute it to is, you know, with your PTSD contributes a little bit to it, but it also the environmental hazards, you know, these burn pits that we were exposed to, um, they're, they're saying that these could have caused some neurological conditions on top of the cognitive issues that we were facing from being blown up. Yeah. So to read this article and see these other guys, what they're going through. And one of them, I believe was a captain. Yeah, he was. Yep. Yeah. It, it, it was for me, I, I hate seeing somebody else going through it, but it's kind of refreshing to see there's other guys out there that are having this exact same issue that, they they really don't know what it is either, but they they have the same symptoms and same same issues. Well, listen, man. I mean, I I don't know. I haven't gone through this, but when you're having something that's completely unexplained, even by doctors, like you got to quite you're going to wind up questioning shit. Mm-hmm. People, people are questioning you. You're questioning yourself. Like the science is being questioned. Like all this fucking stuff, and you're like, holy fuck! At least there's someone I can relate to. Someone can relate to me. That's a that's a huge step in like pro- in progress, right? People absolutely finally come forward and say, hey dude, like I fucking try to run and I'm complete yard sale. I'm just tits up and like, and you know, it's weird in the Marine Corps because like for whatever fucking reason, like they put so much stock in being able to run. Everybody's got to be able to run. So like some fucking issue, maybe your fucking disc feels like it's about to explode in your back and running absolutely sucks. They're immediately going to say you're fucking, you're a liar, you're a cheater, pussy, whatever. Um, you know, that that's a, an important part of being in the Marines is being able to hold each other accountable and um, striving to be the absolute best that you possibly can. But there is a point where we're just fucking stupid to one another. Absolutely. And that was totally existent in your case, right? And a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I remember seeing the look on certain people's fucking faces when you were awarded your purple heart. And I'm like, 
And I, I remember, I know you probably breathed out a little bit of validation, but at the same time, I'm like, man, it took this kid to get a fucking purple heart. Finally, for people to realize like he's actually been through some shit. And up to then, like they just would question it because it was easy. And that was just it. I mean, and you know, not, I don't want to say it's like, you know, we're war fighters and you know, we, we're all this, but you know, the ones that were giving me the most issues they deployed, but they never, they never saw any kind of combat. They, they were always staying on, on the big bases. They never left the wire. So they didn't know all they would hear about are, you know, the, the reports coming back of what's happening out there, but they would never, they never really physically saw what what's happening out in, you know, the battle space. So, I mean, it it was, I, I guess looking back now, I can see maybe why they wouldn't really necessarily understand why I was passing out or believe that I was truly was, um, you know, but, but there are other, you know, uh, senior, uh, staff NCOs and officers, you know, within the squadron that they, they had, they totally understood it. And they're like, man, yeah, that I, I get it. I could only imagine. And, you know, so it just having, like you said, that validation to those that, didn't necessarily believe me. It was good. It was good. Seeing that article, I was like, "Holy shit!" I like, we, you know, he's got some steps that he can take because you don't want to, you know. It's like, can you, I couldn't imagine what it's like to live your life. Like, holy fuck, dude! What if I just happen to get excited on accident and I pass the fuck out in front of my, yeah, kid? or like if your heart rate jumps up because your kid's about to score a goal, like, are you gonna fucking pass out? You know what I mean? Like oh. any of these things, like it's weird. Absolutely, yeah. You, I mean, it- you like subliminally have to plan for that. Like you do. Oh, absolutely. And you know, me and my wife, we do that. I mean, there's, I mean, it's not, it hadn't gotten to the point to where like, if I see one of my kids, you know, I'm just saying, it, do, what if I'm just saying, what if like, absolutely. If it can progress know. to that, you, you don't know? know, though, that's the thing is like, you don't know, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. I read that article and I'm, I'm reading it. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, so what sucks for a lot of those guys is they now have, and I guess I shouldn't say it sucks, but one of the things that's, I don't want to happen to me is they've been labeled as having seizures. And you know, if you have seizures, you don't get, you, you can't drive, a, you can't have a driver's license. Wow. Yeah. So that's one thing that, you know, th- that scares me, you know, as I'm going through, that's the reason why I really haven't gotten any treatment for it. Cause yeah, I, I, I don't want to get that label associated with me. It could be a you know? impact on your life, dude. It Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's wild, man. And I mean, what was interesting to me in that article, though, is it didn't necessarily just suggest that being blown up could cause it. There's exactly. like other factors. It's like what it's it's almost like what were you blown up with? Mm-hmm. Was there fertilizer and HME? Like, you, dude, these homemade explosives, these ass hats we're making, were fucking. Who knows what kind of weird shit they were putting? Exactly. In. Like it, buying, it, a, buying a bag of dope on the fucking city street, dude. You don't know what's in that shit. No, you don't know and what it, kind of shit they made these because they were clever motherfuckers, dude. And they used whatever they could. So, I mean, they, they, it suggested there were some fertilizers, some after effects of that. I mean, yeah, these are and you know Russian explosives. They were probably who knows, dude. And 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 you know, you made a good point there. It, it's just like buying a street drug. You know, you may be going buying some coke, but what's in that coke? Yeah, you, know? you don't fucking know, dude. You, you really don't know. know. Like, you know, and it, in the fertilizers they're using, it's not the stuff that you're going to Home Depot and buying. You know, you know it's not stuff like, like it's that. Not fucking, it's not like approved by some major no. agricultural company that says, hey, this is safe. Yeah. So it, fuck knows it, what they're using, you know. And what else they were actually intentionally putting in to that HME. Right. And then these burn pits and all this shit. Obviously, that's going to be 
I don't want to undermine like what happened with the Vietnam veterans and their Agent Orange, but if we had something that was close to that, the burn pits is probably going to be that. Oh, absolutely. It's, 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 it's the burn pits. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, it, it's it's the Agent Orange for our generation. Absolutely. We don't know. We don't know the consequences of that yet. Also, yeah. paint the paint that was used on vehicles that were blown up. Yep. We don't know the consequences of that. We had like uranium, uranium and shit in it. Yep. And but, the same thing with um, the ECMs, electronic countermeasures. What kind of radiation and things yeah. those things were putting out. You know, I mean, but those things, you know, it's crazy because you, you kind of had to have them like, oh, absolutely. Those things were yeah. super important. I went to that yeah. class, man. I went to the class to learn how to use them, motherfucker. Like they're super important, but they, yeah. we don't know. We don't know what they're going to do to us. We really yeah. don't. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, there's so many unknowns, dude. I mean, it's just wild, but I mean, dude, I got a little choked up, man. I was just like, when I read the article, I was like, holy shit. Like, it's like, fi- finally he may, you know, he may be a little closer to some answers, you know? Yeah. Because it, it, it's just you know, a hard it was, thing to watch someone go through these issues with themselves and then, but not know, and then have people question it. That's it's, it, it, it truly is. It, it felt like I was on a, an Island all by myself. Cause I never known anybody else to have this kind of issue, you know? And so, but, but honestly, like, I don't know that many people in the unit had, and that's, that was, yeah. that was the hard part is like, but I mean, I'm like, give my boy the benefit of the doubt, man. Like the dude's a combat veteran. Like what the fuck? Yeah, you know, but other people didn't see it that way. It's just it's, no, and you know, this article. I mean, it, it brought a lot of light to things I didn't even consider when you know up until reading that. You know, the the environmental hazards was was one of them. Yeah. You know, and I never really thought that they would put you know anything extra in in homemade explosives. But you know what? That why wouldn't they? You know, I mean, I mean just I mean the fact is we just don't know. Yeah, we really don't know. Man, it's wild. I mean, there was some other shit too. I know that I know it's like um there's a lot of weird things and not you know, I'm not you know, just to say like if you didn't smoke and then went to Iraq and started smoking, there was like the uh they they linked it to like a higher percentage of getting like fucking emphysema and sick and cancer, like faster. Something really yeah, something I know that these are weird, weird things. Like we don't think about this shit. But yeah. like, you smoked and then went to Iraq and continued smoking like you you were just maintained whatever that percentage was of like getting cancer or some shit. But if you like, you, you got there and started there, it was like, I don't know if it's the sand. I don't know, dude, but there's these weird little things to look at. And like, we wouldn't think of that. We're like, all right, man, fuck it. I'm here. I got a job to do. Like what? Yeah. But I mean, I'm not, I'm not here to worry about the weather. Yeah. These smarter people that think about this or have the benefit of thinking of this weirder shit that we wouldn't think of. Like, what do we say? We're like, Oh, it's a fucking IUD. Dude. It's a one five, five rounds got HME in it. Exactly. You don't think about all the other weird shit that could possibly nope. be on it or in it or whatever. I mean, yeah. Dude, yeah, I, I mean, it's it, like, it, it crazy to think about. I mean, and again, I, I didn't think about any of that until reading that article just a couple I mean, weeks did, ago. Did you ever want to? I mean, it's no, like, not really. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to go back and rehash all that and have no. to, you know, it's like, dude, I was just, I mean, it was, it was a weird, it was a weird feeling of like, man, you know, I'm just thankful that my, my guy is like semi validated and he, and he at least has a pathway now. Yeah. Try to yeah, figure absolutely. out where some of this shit came from. Um, absolutely. Because what a fucking crazy thing. Like, I don't, I don't know, dude. I don't I mean, I lost a lot of faith in people when I saw how you were treated. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. Did. I mean, it's just like, what the fuck is wrong with people, man? Like we're, you know, it's like you're a brotherhood until a motherfucker can't do a pull up or can't run. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, like, 
uh, you know, the, all this shit you preach tends to just sort of walk off. And I'm like, that ain't, that ain't it, man. That ain't, that ain't, that is not what I was taught. It's not how it's supposed to go. And I think a lot of it is, you know, so for, for my instance, you know, passing out, that's not something, that's not a physical thing you can defect that I have, but you know, if you got a guy that has an amputation or a prosthesis, that's more validating. I think, you know, and they, they accept that because they can physically see it. Yeah. Whereas things like TBI, you know, my yeah, kid, my not, stuff, it's not as obvious. Yeah. yeah. You can't physically see it. So you, it, it doesn't exist. Well, yeah. If I come to your house, like, if I'm not trained to pick up on some of the triggers, like where, where your keys are or any of that, or these weird, like memory loss things, like you're not immediately going to understand. Yeah. You, you know, that's the thing. These invisible wounds that people have, these invisible scars, like it, not enough is done for those guys, you know? Yeah. You're right. I mean, I mean, are, you know, if you like, you lost your leg, you're plenty veteran enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're plenty combat veteran enough. Yep. If you have PTSD, people don't really want to talk to you and, no. they, and they don't want to, um, the culture hasn't accepted that as a war wound yet, you know, but it fucking is, man. And it's like, absolutely. Yeah, dude. It's just, I mean, it's unfortunate. Like it takes time. I get it. Um, and I'm thankful to the veterans that have come before all of us because they've already fought a lot of these battles and we're capable now of like dealing with some of the stuff or, or dealing with it in a better way. But yeah. yeah, it's, it's a hard thing. It's a stigma, man. And especially in a fucking brutish, Marine Corps, where everybody's a fucking hard ass war fighter. Yep, everybody's an alpha. I mean, it's like it's like you gotta have that culture, but at the same time, man, we gotta find a way to be tough as nails and advocates of our own health. Yeah, Let's do in in the Marine Corps, and you know, doing what I do now, service work. Marine Corps is the worst about that. Absolutely, the worst, hands down, the worst about yeah. our own health. You know, you see the Air Force. Air Force is phenomenal about getting their guys the care they need while they're in service. We can talk crap about the Air Force all we want, but those guys, they're taking care of one another, you well, know? They view it as an investment rather than a, Ex- than exactly. a, piece, than a piece of gear. I mean, what do we used to say? We used to say to each other all the time, yeah, you're a good piece of gear, bro. Yep. And a lot of time, that's how we felt, you know? Uh, you're right. And the Marines, I mean, it is a little different. I mean, and part of that is what makes us such great war fighters. Let's not kid ourselves. But at the same time, man, like, um, what fucking good are you to anyone if you're broke all the exactly. time? Because you can't get healthy. Like, come on, man. Like, and, and, you know, I'll give you one thing, Coon. That was something I always, I always heard you preaching whenever, you know, we were there in Quantico. You tell your guys that quite often. You know, what good are you if you're broke? Well, you know? I was broken and refused to go get myself fixed. And I didn't want people to make the same mistake. You know, yeah. I just wanted, I wanted to try to change that culture a bit. Um, because I broke myself right the fuck out of the Marine Corps. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I could have, if I could have just taken a step to get my mind right, to get my body healthy, um, I, I did enough to myself, uh, to, to put myself in a shit position. But also if I could have just done a few things differently or been, been allowed to, or felt like I was allowed to, um, I'd still be in the Marine Corps, man. I really, sure. would. Yeah. I would be, I could just have been healthy and I'm still struggling with some of those things now, man. Um, yeah. And, you know, it is, is what it is. And, you know, I, I never wanted to be like a do as I say, not as I do type of leader. But in some cases in the Marine Corps, you were sort of forced to be that way. Yeah. But I wanted hundred percent. I just wanted to encourage younger guys to like, take a look at their mental health, take a look at their physical health and do what they could, um, without feeling like, you know, they were less of a Marine because of it. Yeah. It just, it's just like, you're fucking no good to me. If I, if I can't send you on a trip because you're having some medical issue, you're literally no good to me or anybody on this unit. Yep. So let, yep. me, and that, let me kill the gator closest to the boat 
if your fucking toenails hanging off and we need to get the motherfucker removed to get you back on duty, let's do that. Yep. Do that now instead of wait 10 days. And now we're, fu- you know, now we're fucking now it's infected and it's going to take right. even longer. Yep. Right. Absolutely. Fuck yep. that. It's just, it seemed a practical approach to me. And that was the approach I tried to take, especially at HMX because we were, I don't care what anybody says. We were fucking wearing those kids out. Oh, absolutely. Had to, and like, dude, I mean, <laughs> Buddy, we weren't in combat at HMX, but their hours were fucking intense. I remember. Oh, absolutely. I give the, I give those young Marines some credit, man. Dude, they put in hours. I remember lots of times where I was in Iraq and my guys were bored as fuck. Yep. We didn't have shit to do. Yep. Uh, I don't remember much of that at HMX, bro. No. And getting recalled as much as those guys did. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, I know that was a weird thing. Those kids always were like, oh, I wish I was in, you know, in a deployable unit, this, that, and the other. I was like, buddy. <laughs> you're getting work just way <laughs> yep. harder. You know what I mean? It's yep. like, careful what you wish for. It's a, you know, it's a, one of those things, man. You know, it's like, uh, there, I, I met, I know plenty of field Marines that much rather deploy again for the third or fourth time than put the hours in you're putting in, you know? Sure. Uh, it's sure. One of those things. Yeah. It's just like, I just wanted to be an advocate for guys, man. And I, and I was, I was actively learning that lesson the hard way. Um, yeah. And you know, there, I, I often try to say like, there aren't many things that I regret in life. Um, but how I took care of my body and my health while I was in the Marine Corps is one of them. I'd, sure. I, I'd, I'd agree with you on that. Absolutely. I mean, it just, uh, this is what it is, man. Um, and some people's bodies just respond better to it, to that culture than others, you know? Um, and more power to it, man. It just is what it is. But a, a guy like me, I just, I, I was, I'm actually shocked how poorly my body responded to a couple of years of service, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and as you get older, it's not, it's, it's not getting any better. You know, everything that that's wrong is, is just getting amplified. Bro. I'll just, I would, I would point you to my water bill. I think, <laughs> dude, so I have like a health and wellness regimen that I do now. I mm-hmm. finally got some shots in my back and my feet. I feel a little better. Um, but I take fucking Epsom salt bass. Like it's going on mm. style. Cause it just, it, it loosens me up. Uh, it keeps me loose and uh, it's reduced the pain a lot. I know that seems like a trivial thing, but uh, even if it's a mental thing, a placebo thing, it just, it, if it works, it works. Yeah, it seems, you know? to, help me. It seems to help me. Yep. Uh, and I just feel good doing it, dude. So I'm going to continue to do it. But. Sure. Yeah. I don't blame you on bed. Like I said, placebo or not, if it works, it works, man. Uh, yeah. If it works, you got to do it. Yeah. Um, and to any of the young Marines that are still on active duty, man, go to fucking medical, dude. It's all a recommendation anyways. You don't want to be on light duty. Don't let them put you on, you know, don't turn the shit in, but at least get it documented. You know, like take care of your fucking self, dude. Absolutely. And you have to, and you know, that was one thing, you know, I, I was, I was horrible about that. I, I was, I'd write, and I looking back, I wish I didn't, but I, I, I didn't like the guys going to, to medical, going to sick hall. You know, I, I, because it's a fucking, it is a pain in the ass, but you, you yeah, know, but and, you know, I don't know, man. Yeah, it was hard. It was a pain in the ass. You're like, fuck, dude. Now I got to wear some other kid out because he had to go to medical or whatever. But, you know, I mean, yeah, it's just, it was hard. It was a hard thing to deal with. But um, I don't know, man. Yeah. But I mean, it, like I said, going back to that article, it was, it was really good for me to see that, that there's guys going through it, that there is something being done. And it's not just me alone on the island, you know? Well, yeah, man. I just hope eventually um, we learn about the, who else is on the island and we learn um what the what the steps were to get to the island and then mm-hmm. you know what are the steps to get back off it you know yeah hopefully the you know as we continue to have these conversations that's where we're at you know yeah yeah i hope so i i truly do 
All right, buddy. Man, we had so much to unpack. I mean, it's just like I'm, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It was good, man. It was was good. I think enjoy every minute of it. I just hope uh, people can learn from your story. Your story is incredible, and it just it's still growing. It's still going. Like it's still it's still happening. And um, how selfless are you that you fucking help all these vets in your day job? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, and like I said, man, I'm a massive benefactor of like your day job too. Like. Um, yeah, just helping me navigate the waters of uh, trying to um, get my medical shit right and all that stuff. I mean, it's wild. Yeah, and you know what? It, it, it like I said, even when it's come that disaster relief or or you know my day job, it's more, I'm, while I'm helping other people, it's more it's more therapeutic for me than people actually realize too. Yeah, I mean so. that's why. That, I mean, same with my podcast and all this stuff. Just talking to you and, and helping you find a way to tell your story that other people can. Yeah, that's where I I achieve the same thing. So, absolutely. All right, my man. Uh, man, just take care of your family, dude. Enjoy your enjoy your uh, time that you have, and I hope you feel better because kidneys don't suck, and I don't wish that on anybody. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, and uh, hopefully, I don't have to go through that again. But worst things in life, I suppose. Yeah, man. All right, dude. Uh, we'll be in touch, bro. I, I look forward to having you back and, um, I don't know. We'll find a reason to talk again. I know we will. Absolutely. Sounds good. All right, man. Take care, man. All right. See you.